0: Today's episode is with Janine McKinnon, CEO and founder of Unapologetic Motherhood, a club for women to access information on everything from cannabis to women's mental and physical health. She's a mom of two and an everyday cannabis user. Enjoy the lovely Janine McKinnon. Hi to everyone listening, I'm Lindsay, owner of Cannabomb CBD Topicals, and this is my podcast Moms, where I talk to other moms or non-moms, but always about cannabis. Hey Janine, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be speaking with you again. Me too. It's been a few months, so it's really nice to connect with you again on your podcast this time. Thank you. Thank you. I spoke with her, um, I don't know, like six months ago or something for, um, she runs a club, an unapologetic mother's club. So why don't you start off by just explaining what you do and um, what your club is all about?
1: Sure, yeah, so I'm Janine McKinnon, the CEO and founder of Unapologetic Motherhood, where we share about the real shit impacting moms today, and we lay it all out there to give information and resources to moms that they actually care about and want to learn about in regards to women's health, sex and relationships, cannabis, finances, and parenting, And our Unapologetic Moms Club, or M Club for short, goes deeper. So that's where we have access to expert interviews, so you can kind of dig through all of the hearsay online and hear straight from experts, as well as monthly workshops. And we're working to launch our online store in May as well. So a lot of really great things going on and ways for moms to connect with like-minded women who may do life a little bit unconventionally compared to what we see all across social media.
0: Yes, love it. All of your posts and topics are so informational and educational and relatable. Um, you did mention cannabis, which is why you're here today on Canna Moms. Mm-hmm. How many kids do you have and how old are they? So I have two
1: kids. I did two under two. I thank goodness, they are out of that stage. My youngest is now two and a half, and my oldest is
0: four. Oof. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you still got the younger one too. It's. I find now that my youngest
1: is two and a half. The last few months, we've been entering like this new chapter of parenthood, which is really nice. And there's like no more diapers and they actually go and play together in their rooms for short periods of time and it it feels like i'm starting to get a little bit more time and independence back
0: yeah and i um i know that's coming and that's what keeps me like in the present because with i have like the two older kids right my bonus kids and they were one and three and a half when I met them so Mm -hmm. and now they're like 12 and 10 and I just it went by so fast and I know that it gets easier so that is super helpful for me when I'm in this like diapers I have to lay with them for them to go to bed like (laughs) all of that so yeah yeah. you
1: see the light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) exactly
0: yeah I'm almost to your life we're almost there so as a mom how do you use cannabis like how does it help you juggle your four-year-old, your two-and-a-half-year-old, your business?
1: Yeah, so I have been a long-time cannabis user, but primarily when I started, it was mostly recreational, fun for escape. And although there was some wellness side to it, it was my go-to over Advil or anything like that. if I had a headache or felt nauseous. And it's been a tool to help me sleep since I was too young. <laughs> um, but as becoming in becoming a mom, it really shifted into being more intentional and more about wellness. And I think a lot of that has to do with how much research I did when I became pregnant and wanting to educate myself on what felt right for me in reducing usage or stopping, how to mitigate risks and things like that. And then through exploring information, um, having conversations with great people like you, it's really become a huge wellness tool for me. So I actually consume edibles about every four to six hours. I have a little chocolate, and it just helps my anxiety so much. I notice immediately if I haven't taken my chocolate yet. Um, It just really calms my nerves, and that allows me to be a lot more patient with my kids. I'm way less triggered um, during all of the crazy, hectic things that go on. It helps with my aches and pains. I notice whenever I have a tolerance break, which is usually when I've run out of edibles and haven't quite gotten around to make some, I might go a day or two without them. And I notice the aches and pains in my body that I don't notice in my normal day to day. It's also a huge tool for my sleep. Um, I fall asleep very easily at night uh, when I've used it throughout the day or have my nighttime puffs. Compared to when I don't, I can sit awake for so long. It helps me with my focus at work. And then I also do like recreational cannabis too. I will smoke drinks with friends or have the vape every once in a while. But with my husband having asthma, we've definitely tried to kind of shift milk focus more to edibles because it's a lot easier on his system. And I'm actually having fun making different kinds of chocolates and things like that too.
0: Oh, that's awesome. You make them yourself? Yeah,
1: I've got the leave infusing machine, which is amazing. Like, if you're someone who's regularly making edibles, it's definitely worth the investment because it just makes it clean and easy. And so the, like, infusion, no matter what you're infusing it with, you can just pour it out, easily div it up into portions. And then, yeah, I make chocolates a lot. Sometimes I do cookies. I made like, peanut butter chocolates, which are really yummy um and yeah it's just fun kind of exploring those different things so for me when i have my little chocolate it's kind of my little treat throughout the day as well like i enjoy it
0: yeah that sounds pretty cool (laughs) um (laughs) how do you dose them how do you like make higher ones or do you stick with the same dose every time
1: yeah so we grow our own we just started actually last year growing our own we had two plants And we harvested October and we probably have about a month left. So this year we're about to start, we're going to go up to four plants just so that way the two of us are fully covered throughout the whole year. But because we grow our own, I don't know the specific THC content in them compared to if I was buying it from a dispensary. But that said, like I'm very particular about how many grams are in it. I use 16 grams of cannabis for two cups of oil or butter, um, and then it's portioned out. So I know for myself, my personal tolerance levels, one chocolate is like a microdose. And for me, that's around 10-ish milligrams. For others, that is a lot higher, but that's how it reacts with my body Um, but I'm very particular about like making sure the measurements are consistent really mixing in the oil to the chocolate so it's evenly distributed throughout so there's no surprises because sometimes I will share them with friends I've actually got my mom hooked on them to help her sleep at night and she hadn't used cannabis for decades.
0: Wow that's amazing yeah okay I have two two questions So you're in Canada. How do the laws work for growing? And do you still buy edibles or flour from the dispensary? Or do you only smoke and eat what you grow?
1: Okay. So in terms of legality, um, cannabis was legalized federally, I think, back in 2018. And so we are allowed to have, I want to say it's up to six plants. It might be eight. I can't remember exactly what the cutoff is. But you're allowed to have plants for personal use and consumption. The main stipulation is that they have to be out of sight. So your neighbors aren't supposed to be able to see them. Which is kind of silly. But like if that's the only stipulation, we can deal with that. And it's not like our neighbors care. Um, And then in terms of other dispensary products, I do still like to kind of go out, try different things. Um, I'm someone who just likes to do that with whether it's snacks or a little bit of drinks, it's just fun to play around. So I do go in, um, sometimes I go through phases of liking a vape just for how discreet it is, um, and being able to get that fast relief where edibles, I have a slow metabolism. It can take at least an hour for me to notice any effects. So smoking is really helpful, um, for kind of that quick relief. And the vapes are nice if we're out and about with the family. I don't have to, like, spark up a joint and deal with the roach and all of that. Um, But I also like exploring with new things. I actually work with a local dispensary in Langford. And so they really helped me be able to explore all the new products that have been coming out, um, like teas and drinks and We do buy flour. Like I said, um, our harvest is probably going to come to an end in about a month. So we will be purchasing some from the dispensary to help supplement us until we get to harvest again in the fall.
0: You mentioned um, your husband and your mom both consume the edibles that you make. Have you experienced any judgment from other family members or peers or other moms for being so open about cannabis use?
1: Well, I'm really lucky for living in BC where mm-hmm. it was a fairly open and accepted thing long before legalization. Like there definitely is still a stigma, but within my personal communities it was fairly open. Um I grew up around it in many different ways. Um, and so that I've been lucky. So yes, yeah, it's very open around where I live um, within the people I interact with on a regular basis. That said, coming out of the can of closet online very publicly was very nerve wracking for mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. took me a long time to publicly come out. But I've been just amazed and feel support- so supported by how amazing the community has been. Of course, there are the odd trolls and odd people who say things, but overwhelmingly, it is such positive experiences thanking me for being open about it. That said, now that my son's in preschool, I am totally nervous about how much they know about me with different parents mm-hmm. <laughs> because I do put so much out online and I try to just pretend then no one that really knows me sees those things. Mm -hmm. So at school pickup and drop off, it's definitely in my mind. And I do notice some people aren't that open to talking and chatting with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a blessing and a curse to be online with like all your info all the time. Like, oh, I feel depressed today. Oh, uh, like, you know, just we're so you're like me. We're so open. We talk about If we're having a bad day, if we feel one way or another, we talk about all of our things that maybe we wouldn't talk about to someone at the school pickup line. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and then I, I like go to my son's baseball games and I'm like oh you all know all of my deepest dark darkest feelings from over the weekend how is everyone doing <laughs> like, I'm, uh. yeah, like it's a weird vulnerable
1: thing like you know so much about me so when I'm going to like make a new friendship and I'm unsure if they know like about my different social presence I keep very tight-lipped about it until we've had like a couple of meetings because I just feel like it's a really unfair advantage that instantly they can have access to like everything about who I am as a person but like for me they're a completely new person that I know nothing about and I want like a level playing field to like get to know each other before we unlock that door
0: absolutely yeah yeah you couldn't have said it better myself Mm mm-hmm um yeah So how do you speak about cannabis in front of your kids? Do they even know it's like taboo? Do they see it as a medicine? Do they know that's from like mommy or like, how's it go over there?
1: So we are very, very open about it right from the get go as we are both regular consumers as parents and then growing plants was an amazing way to open the conversation um, so, like I mentioned, my kids are quite young, two and a half and four, and they know what cannabis is. We originally went from a very strong adult medicine standpoint. But we found um it almost seemed to have a bit of confusion with other medicines and things like that sometimes. and they started to like want to have cough medicine regularly because they saw we had our medicine regularly.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: we've tried to make it a little bit more of a distinguishing factor. And so we're trying to call it like it is cannabis or weed or go and smoke a joint to kind of differentiate it a little bit more. But we do still make sure to explain kind of reasons behind it. Like if I'm really stressed out and um, my husband goes to ask me um, to share some with him, like we'll tell the kids, like, I'm just going out for a pass. Mommy needs to calm down and mellow out for a little bit. When I'm back, we can play and then I'll make dinner. So we are very open on that front, but the most important piece for me right now with their age is safety. So my kids here in Canada, um, all of the products are labeled with a particular sticker um, that's very recognizable. It's similar to what's on our cigarettes as well. And so right from the get-go, I taught my kids to identify that label and be able to get an adult. Um, And then now that I'm making so much at home, we're very adamant, like, this is adult chocolate. It's not meant for little bodies. Um, We actually had a situation yesterday um, where my son tried to get really up close and personal with the chocolate I was making. And so I had to have a sit down with them and just explain This is adult chocolate. It's meant for adult bodies. Your body is very small, and it doesn't handle it in the same way that mine does. So if you ever do want um, some chocolate while I'm making ours, just let me know, and I'll make some kid chocolate for you. So You can still enjoy it, but it's okay for your body, where this is adult stuff, and it helps us with these particular things, and it interacts with our body a certain way. And the safety piece is really, really important for me, um, especially with edibles, because it's very easy for young kids to overeat Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: have a very bad reaction from it compared to just the flour around. Like I'm not really concerned with kids, my young kids, like grinding it up and rolling a joint or like eating the straight up flour. Like that's not as much of a safety concern compared to a container of chocolate.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, the container of chocolates is activated, and the flour, even if they did eat it, yeah, wouldn't actually do anything. So yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, yeah exactly. That's interesting that he was like, "Oh, I want, <laughs> I want that chocolate, mom." <laughs> of course, he did. You know, it yeah, probably it's smelled like, delicious. I want
1: chocolate. It looks so good. You guys have it. Like, I want
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do much edibles, so I don't have that situation but my son did ask my three-year-old the other day he was like I'm a big boy I can have that smoke and I was like no you're not a big boy (laughs) you're big you're a big boy you're you're in big boy underwear you go potty like a big boy but do you see how mommy's really big and you're small (laughs) like yeah (laughs) cuties 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 they say the cutest things and it's hard to like you can't I know it's so cute and it's hard to talk about that with other moms because they're just gonna judge you like, oh my God, he said he wanted one. So I love like this whole club you've put together where you can talk about, you know, these types of things without the fear of not knowing someone's, you know, perspective or opinion about cannabis. Um, with that being said, your club isn't cannabis specific. It's like body image and um, marital problems. So what are all the facets of? unapologetic motherhood club
1: yeah so our main categories of content are women's health sex and relationships finances cannabis and parenting so it really is about the woman more than it is about the mom in a lot of ways while going through all of this like self-work and information does help us uh, become better parents more patient it's really about like fulfilling the woman and giving access to information and resources because a lot of the things like you don't know until you know. Um, we recently released an episode called Volvo 101. One of our members, after listening to it, was like, "Oh my god, I'm 39. I've been calling calling my vulva vagina this whole time. I had no idea like all of this was here." And so our community really tries to give you access to the things that you don't know unless you know and we talk about in a very open very honest accepting way we've in terms of like sex we've had episodes on swinger lifestyle um, sex positive monogamy we have another one coming out about cannabis and sex and how to kind of put those two together intentionally to increase um, the satisfaction in your experience um, then we've also talked about like microdosing mushrooms for wellness with Daniel, um, author of Weed Mom, who that'll be the second time she's on our podcast and various aspects of women's health and mental health that women deserve to be able to understand these things and have access to the information and resources so we can make the decisions that are best for us. Recently, a, Um, Community member shared a podcast with me that was all about um, the Roe vs. Wade abortion um, trial, and it's actually about the before, and I can't remember if it's Roe or Wade, but her name's Carol, um, and kind of starting this whole underground um, abortion services, and it all started uh, from witnessing um and abortion and seeing the speculum um go up inside the vagina and open it and see like the opening and being able to understand female body parts just amazed her and how like back in the 60s like if you do understand this there is a way to do it a lot safer so people aren't doing these back alley abortions that are so harmful and risky Mm -hmm. uh, compared to a safer way of doing it and so from understanding this and learning about it she was able to share this with so many other women create a huge movement help women all over the country be able to access the services they need and it all came from information and resources and so that's a big push for me is like, like I said, you don't know what you don't know. And so I want you to be able to have this stuff. You can be empowered in
0: exactly who you are and what you want to do. So it's basically like an information place, right? Like you're, you're just providing information. It's not just cannabis. It's not just motherhood. It's just where you can go to get information on everything woman.
1: Exactly, and so how we do that is through weekly content. So we have expert interviews, and so that's kind of within the membership. You're accessing the expert knowledge um, rather than hearsay that can kind of get muddled down a bit. It's firsthand from a vet, a credible expert. Weekly episodes that are available for video, audio, or written, so you can digest it however it works for your crazy mom life. And then starting for April. We are doing monthly workshops um, that um, club members have access to or the public can purchase tickets for on various topics. Our first one is for uh, reclaiming your hormone health, um, which Mm. has been a huge eye-opener for our community, learning about how fatigue and um, stubborn weight and so many things can actually be caused from hormone health and you can do simple nutrition and lifestyle changes
0: not just birth uh, control to make
1: improvements for yourself
0: yeah. yeah yeah the hormone thing that's a really good point and I feel like cannabis helps with that too you know like the absolutely whole, yeah and, and a lot of women do not understand hormones or or do not understand that all birth control is is a band-aid for a hormonal problem you know, that's a huge situation mm-hmm. here, too. So, wow, that sounds really awesome. And when you say episodes, is it like a podcast? I know you mentioned it's videos.
1: To access it, we essentially have weekly episodes that are like a podcast episode, but it's broken down to different formats. so You can consume it however it works for mom life. If you want to scan through a, a blog post transcript of the blog post, you can. And that is all with vetted credible experts so you know the information you're getting is from someone who truly knows their shit, has gone to school for it, has worked with people on this topic in various ways. And then we have workshops that go every month that begin in April that are for members only or for the public to purchase tickets to. So our membership has two different levels. We have the UMCUB Basic, which is just access to all the information in our Facebook group, which kind of quiets the noise of the information being thrown at you from all sides. And it gives you a narrowed-down um, shared article, so it kind of eases the mental craziness that can go from um, all the news being thrown at you. And then we have our Besties level. So that's where you get access to the workshops for free, you will get a discount on our online store that's opening up in May. We have a rewards program. I send you a little welcome package. And then as the months go on, I'll buy you coffee. You, you stay with us for a full year. You get joggers at the end of it. So I love sending out happy mail to all of our besties as well. And so for more information on all of that, you can just go to my website, unapologeticmotherhood.com. And then look around for Um Club. Perfect.
0: I am a guest on the cannabis one, correct? Yes, yeah. We dove all
1: into CBD, and I was actually sharing the information with a mom asking me about CBD topicals and breastfeeding Mm. um, yesterday, because you dove all into like CBD, understanding full spectrum compared to more isolated, how to choose quality products with high amounts of CBD so it's actually
0: effective and all of that. That was a really great episode. Yeah, I had lots of fun. I'm like, what do we talk about? Being a mom, topicals, smoking, (laughs) mental health. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) there's so many things that, you know, cannabis can be attributed to. And oh, God, I love it. I want to be part of the um club so I can see all that other stuff. I'm gonna have to look into it. Yeah. How much does each level cost? So right now, um, for
1: just few days our basic membership is $3 and when this podcast is released I will give you a discount code so listeners can get into that deal as well so awesome. basic is $3 and again for our sale that I'll carry over to everyone listening our besties level is 19.50 on sale that's going up to 30 or so dollars um in April because of the workshops we're bringing in and so those monthly workshops are going to be ticketed anywhere from $30 to $60. So if you're locking into the monthly membership, you really get a great deal being able to access those every single month or the replay recording. So if you're not able to meet it live, and then again, you get like the loyalty rewards, all the different perks and stuff that come along with it.
0: That's so cool. What inspired you to start this? Yeah, it's my business has been
1: like a huge rev- or evolution. Like I started out wanting to be like the Instagram influencer and work with brands and build things that way. But I quickly realized like, I don't necessarily want to be my business and have Instagram be it. Like I want a business that I utilize social media for. And so kind of adjusting and fine-tuning like I sold meal plans and things for a while and it just didn't quite feel aligned and the more open I became about cannabis especially is the more I just sort of gravitated to this model and got inspired like we talked about with providing that information and resources and that sense of community Um, because I know so many people including myself felt feel so isolated in motherhood, especially if you do things a little bit differently. Um, online, we see can see a very specific um, type of mom. And if you don't necessarily fit into that, um, it can feel like you're doing something wrong or people don't understand you. And so that's why I wanted to bring the kind of community that I have so it can be that safe space for moms and then provide all of the great perks that come along with it as well.
0: Wow, how beautiful. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm glad that you
0: didn't become an influencer and that you started um club because I think it's a really great resource and I just wish, you know, it's so hard now with the way like Instagram works. I guess there's like email newsletters and stuff, but I feel like if if more people could just see that it's an option that these type of types of communities exist because I have a similar story. I you know, we started growing and then I started making these topicals, which were successful and everything. But the more I talked about, like, motherhood and my life on my Instagram stories, I would get more sales. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Huh? So then I made the connection that, like, like you were kind of saying you are your business, which, I mean, even with Um Club, you still are, like, your business. I, but I do get what yeah. you mean. I do get what you mean. And... um. I kind of, you know, people at first were like, well, you just share so much. Like people who thought I was just doing the can of bombs thing, right? They were like, well, you share so much about like being a mom too. Are you worried that it's like you're not keeping your business your business? And I'm like, no, that that is my business. I am a mom. I am a can of mom who makes these topicals in a first, it started in my house. Like I am my business too, though. So, if I can tell you that I had a hard day of being a mom and this helped me and that's what sells it to you, then great. You know what I mean? And not just to make the sale because try it first, it will help, you know? Or when I talk about <laughs> my kids having a fever from teething and I put them in the tub and it made them feel better. That's what sold them, my kids. You know what I mean? Not not the fact that I was like, this bath bomb helps with teething. Ding! You know, on a stupid reel. So, yeah, I I can see the evolution of all these companies like kind of intertwining their personal lives and their children in with their in with their business. But it's I would rather buy from someone who I trust, who I see on Instagram stories every day explaining how they feel honestly, who's authentic and transparent instead of just a company being like motherhood club. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that you're so honest and transparent and you're not just trying to like you know, sell your club, you're like being honest about your experience and how it's helped you and how the information you've learned even from just starting it has blown your mind. This podcast for me as well, just like your club for you, the information that I learned personally is worth it in the end, you know, more so than like having a successful podcast or anything like that. Just the more I can learn, the better I can be. Just like you said, you don't know until you do. And you do the best with what you have. And when you know more, you do better. So I'm just super grateful. Absolutely.
1: It's just really being aligned
0: with mm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like It's kind of
1: juggling. You almost feel split. Like I'm a mom, I'm a business owner. And then when you can come become aligned in how those things marry together, that's where the magic happens.
0: Yeah. And... I honestly don't think there's enough of these situations out there, Canna Moms podcasts or, you know, motherhood clubs. And I encourage anyone and everyone to either A, join that one, start your own, create a community. It's never too late. There are babies being born literally every second of every day. There will never not be moms, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And we need we need more positive community. Um, do you envision having like meetups in the future, or what's your growth plan for Um Club? I have big
1: dreams. Um, back when I kind of first started, say playing around with a blog and influencing, it was when FabFitFun was starting out the subscription box, mm. and so I've actually always had in mind this big brand that has all of these offerings but it's around this sort of lifestyle and so with the club that's my main focus right now while we build it up we're bringing in these workshops i really want to build just a fucking awesome community like i want 200 amazing women in there who share their experiences all the time we have events within the facebook group Maybe we're going to have like cannabis times or like full moon circles or just hearing about each other's businesses and supporting each other that way. And then eventually go into in person meetups. I'm hoping we can have a six month anniversary local get together for the end of April and then move into events all over the country and even into the states. Like I mentioned, we are starting our online store in May just this morning. I got notification that our apparel is manufactured, so that's really exciting. And so that's going to start expanding as well with different kind of apparel and housewares and different items like that. Um, And then with the workshops can eventually build up um, all of these different kind of courses in a way potentially for it um, where people can dive deep into the topics that really interest them and learn about it with like-minded people but yeah i've got lots of things that i want to do and i'm just really excited to see where everything goes over the next few years and i know when my kids are in school um i'll have a lot more time to just like really hit the ground running even more than i am and build this and grow so we can connect with women everywhere. We have some people from like Australia and Hong Kong and Canada and the States right now, which is really cool.
0: Wow. That is really cool. Ah, I can't wait to see how everything yeah, unfolds. Right? And yeah, I want to be a part of it now. I'm like, put me in the club. <laughs> yes. Damn it. I'm <laughs> Danielle do it. came on last month too. Oh yeah. I'm totally going to do it. Besties. I like that. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. I'll let you get back to your edibles (laughs) and your children. (laughs) Yeah, I need my next one. (laughs) Man, I really wish you could mail me one because they sound delicious. (laughs) I wish I could. Is there a recipe that you share with your members of, of how to make edibles like you do?
1: And Not yet, but anyone is welcome to pop into my DMs for any questions at all, whether it's like an edible recipe or like I had mentioned, someone is asking me a question about CBD and topicals and breastfeeding. I was able to give her four different resources from our website to help her kind of look at actual studies to figure Mm -hmm. out what's right for her. So pop into my DMs, I can give you the info. But my husband actually gave me the idea that I need to make some sort of recipe card, whether it's like a postcard or some sort of cling you can put on your fridge that has different like dosages and how much to use and yeah, that's what a temperature for creating the can of oil and all of that. So it's like in one easy little spot.
0: Mm-hmm. So message her, even if you're not in the club, even if you are, you know, can't afford it right now or whatever, Janine's always there for you.
1: Yes. And we have Mom Truth Mondays and weekly polls and stories. We have a community that's really about like sharing experiences, knowing you're not alone, letting go of the guilt, all of that. So yeah, come check me out on Instagram at unapologetic motherhood underscore.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you, Janine. And I can't wait till we do this again, because I'm sure we will. Yes, thank you. I love chatting with you. Thank you for listening. And remember, cannabis is medicine. If you have a moment, please give my podcast a five-star review. Thank you.